Welcome to Clinical Neurology Podcast where you will learn over 12 episodes how to localize a lesion in neurology based on history taking and physical examination. The podcast is meant for medical students and to make them enjoy learning neurology. Medicine, pediatrics, psychiatry, critical care, neurology residents, general practitioners and nurse practitioners will find it beneficial. Study materials and clinical resources for the podcast are available in show description and at neurologyteachingclub.com website. I am your host Dr. Krishnadas NC and let's get started. In this session, we will learn the blood supply of the brain. We will understand the symptoms produced when a particular blood vessel is occluded. This helps to predict which artery is affected by the symptomatology of a stroke patient. Please use the images and notes of the cerebral circulation on our website neurologyteachingclub.com while hearing the podcast. The brain's blood supply is from two systems, the anterior and posterior circulation. The anterior circulation is formed from the right and left internal carotid artery which arises from the corresponding common carotid artery. The right common carotid artery arises from the right brachiocephalic trunk and the left common carotid directly from the aortic arch. The posterior circulation is formed by the two vertebral arteries which arises from the corresponding subclavian arteries. The two vertebral arteries join together to form the basilar artery at the pontomedullary junction. The basilar artery terminates as the two posterior cerebral arteries. The anterior and posterior circulation communicates through the posterior communicating artery a branch of distal internal carotid artery internal carotid artery the common carotid artery bifurcates at the level of the c4 vertebra and upper border of the thyroid cartilage to the external carotid artery and internal carotid artery the internal carotid artery lies posteriorly as a direct extension of the common carotid artery the external carotid artery lies anteriorly and laterally The internal carotid artery has the following parts cervical segment the cervical segment ascends vertically from the bifurcation of the common carotid artery to the skull base this segment of the internal carotid artery has no branches petrous segment the internal carotid artery enters the base of the skull through the carotid canal in the petrous portion of the temporal bone the branches in this segment includes the carotidotympanic branch to the tympanic membrane and the artery of pterygoid canal The internal carotid artery forms an S-shaped curve called the carotid siphon. The artery crosses the foramen lacerum and enters the cavernous sinus. Intracranial segment. The intracranial segment begins distal to the petrous segment and proximal to the anterior clinoid process. It has two parts. The juxtacellar or cavernous portion lies within the cavernous sinus near the cranial nerve 3 4 and ophthalmic and maxillary divisions of cranial nerve 5. The meningohypophyseal branches arises at this level. They supply the adjacent meninges and posterior lobe of the hypophysis. Supraclinoid internal carotid artery. The internal carotid artery then pierces the dura mater medial to the anterior clinoid process becoming the supraclinoid. The ophthalmic artery, the first major branch of internal carotid artery, arises at the level of anterior clinoid process from the anterior surface. After giving off the ophthalmic branch the internal carotid artery give rise to posterior communicating artery and the anterior choroidal artery both of which arises and courses posteriorly the posterior communicating artery joins the posterior cerebral artery to form the posterolateral portion of the circle of willis
After giving off the anterior choroidal artery, the internal carotid artery terminates as the anterior cerebral artery and middle cerebral artery. Branches of the supraclinoid internal carotid artery The ophthalmic artery The ophthalmic artery traverses the optic canal en route to the orbit. It gives off the orbital, extraorbital and ocular branches. The most important of the ocular branches is the central retinal artery. Other ocular branches include the long and short posterior ciliary arteries and the anterior ciliary arteries. Rich anastomosis exists between the ophthalmic and the external carotid artery branches. A transient ischemic attack in the ophthalmic artery territory produces the classical clinical syndrome of amaurosis fugax. It is a sudden onset transient painless monocular visual loss described as a curtain or shade pulled down from the top or bottom of a visual field. It usually lasts for 1 to 5 minutes and rarely up to 30 minutes. The clinical significance of amaurosis fugax is that it helps differentiate between the middle cerebral artery and internal carotid artery occlusion which produces the same symptoms of hemiplegia, hemianesthesia, hemianopia and cortical features. Amaurosis fugax localizes the disease to the internal carotid artery. Posterior communicating artery The posterior communicating artery connects the anterior with the posterior circulation and completes the circle of villus. The posterior communicating artery supplies the anterior and posterior hypothalamus, the optic tract, posterior portion of the optic chiasm and the anterior and ventral thalamic nuclei. The clinical features of an internal carotid artery occlusion depends on the size and patency of the posterior and anterior communicating arteries. For example, in a patient with a patent circle of villus, a proximal severe right internal carotid artery stenosis can be asymptomatic. The right middle cerebral artery will get blood from the posterior circulation through the patent right posterior communicating artery. The right anterior cerebral artery will get blood from the left internal carotid artery through the left anterior cerebral artery and anterior communicating artery. If it is a chronic occlusion, the internal carotid artery will also get collateral from the external carotid artery. Anatomic variation of the posterior communicating artery 25% of individuals have fetal posterior communicating artery larger than P1 and supply the bulk of blood to the posterior cerebral artery. The clinical significance of the fetal posterior communicating artery is that a middle cerebral artery occlusion can cause infarct in the posterior cerebral artery territory. Anterior choroidal artery The anterior choroidal artery passes posterolaterally and supplies the posterior two-third of the posterior limb of the internal capsule, optic tract, lateral geniculate body, optic radiation, amygdala, uncus, adjacent medial temporal lobe, posterior paraventricular corona radiata and a small supply to the thalamus. The symptoms produced by the anterior choroidal artery infarct includes hemiparesis due to the posterior limb of internal capsule involvement, hemianopia due to the lateral geniculate body involvement, and hemianesthesia due to thalamic supply. A middle cerebral artery infarct can cause the same triad, but the patient will be sicker and have cortical features like aphasia or neglect. There are no cortical features with an anterior choroidal artery infarct. The anterior cerebral artery The anterior cerebral artery arises below the anterior perforated substance. It runs andromedially to the interhemispheric fissure. It joins the opposite anterior cerebral artery by way of the anterior communicating artery closing the rostral portion of the circle of villus. The anterior cerebral artery further follows the longitudinal cerebral fissure and courses around the genu of the corpus callosum. It continues posteriorly along the length of the body of the corpus callosum. It ends by anastomosing with collateral branches of middle cerebral artery and posterior cerebral artery at the splenium of the corpus callosum. Throughout its course, 
it gives branches that supply the medial surface of the brain the anterior cerebral artery can be divided into five segments a1 segment which includes the proximal anterior cerebral artery up to the anterior communicating artery a2 or infracalosal segment from the anterior communicating artery up to the genu of the corpus callosum a3 or precalosal segment at the genu of the corpus callosum a4 or supracalosal segment is the part above the corpus callosum a5 or postcalosal segment is the distal part of anterior cerebral artery that curves around the splenium of the corpus callosum the branches of the anterior cerebral artery includes the medial lenticulostriate branches the callosal branches to the corpus callosum and hemispheric branches the medial lenticulostriate arteries the medial lenticulostriate arteries include basal branches which supply the optic chiasm and the medial striate artery or recurrent artery of fubner the recurrent artery of fubner supplies the anterior caudate nucleus and andro inferior part of the anterior limb of the internal capsule it perfuses that part of internal capsule which supply the face and arm it is prone to damage during the anterior communicating artery aneurysm clipping occlusion causes opposite side fasciobrachial monoparesis callosal branches the callosal branches arises from the pericallosal artery which is the portion of the anterior cerebral artery distal to the anterior communicating artery others reserves the term pericallosal artery for the segment beyond the origin of callosomarginal artery hemispherical branches The hemispheric branches supplies the medial surface of the hemisphere. They include the orbitofrontal, frontopolar, internal frontal arteries, paracentral, and internal parietal branches. Area supplied by the anterior cerebral artery. The anterior cerebral artery supplies the anterior three-fourth of the medial surface of the frontal lobe, a strip of lateral surface of the cerebral hemisphere along the superior border, and anterior four-fifth of the corpus callosum. In the motor homunculus, the leg is represented on brain's medial surface. which the anterior cerebral artery supplies the paracentral lobe essential for social continence is also located in the anterior cerebral artery territory clinical features of the anterior cerebral artery infarct a1 occlusion there is an occlusion of the proximal anterior cerebral artery before the anterior communicating artery the a1 occlusion is asymptomatic as the a2 gets the blood from the opposite anterior cerebral artery through the anterior communicating artery branch occlusion recurrent artery of fubner the patient will have opposite side fasciobrachial monoparesis due to the internal capsule infarct proximal a2 occlusion there is an occlusion in the anterior cerebral artery just after the anterior communicating artery the entire territory supplied by the anterior cerebral artery is infarcted clinical features include opposite lower limb weakness as the leg area of motor homunculus lies in the medial surface supplied by the anterior cerebral artery cortical sensory loss in the opposite lower limb may be present incontinence due to the paracentral lobule involvement grass reflex and paratonia on the opposite side apathy which is a lack of interest or enthusiasm transcortical motor aphasia in the left sided lesion proximal a2 with the recurrent artery of fubner occlusion there is an occlusion of the anterior cerebral artery just after the anterior communicating artery and before the origin of the recurrent artery of fubner the clinical features include opposite side hemiplegia with better recovery in the face and arm The leg weakness due to cortical infarct has a slow recovery. The fasciobrachial weakness due to internal capsulation has better recovery. Urinary incontinence and apathy are other clinical features. Unpaired anterior cerebral artery occlusion. In some patients, the A1 segments of one side may be absent from birth. A single A1 supplies both the anterior cerebral arteries through the anterior communicating artery. The occlusion of this only A1 produces infarct in both the anterior cerebral artery territories. 
the clinical features include paraplegia incontinence abulia which is a severe form of apathy and transcortical motor aphasia rare syndromes with the anterior cerebral artery occlusion anterior disconnection syndrome due to corpus callosal infarct can occur make the patient perform spoken commands with the right and left hands the patient can do with the right hand but not with the left hand this is because the left hemisphere is dominant for praxis and the information cannot reach the right motor cortex due to the corpus callosal lesion an alien limb where the limb acts autonomously outside voluntary control apraxia and abnormal grasp play a role in this phenomenon rarely choreothoracic can occur due to caudate nucleus involvement middle cerebral artery the middle cerebral artery supplies most of the lateral surface of the cerebral hemisphere and the deep structures of the frontal and parietal lobes three segments of the middle cerebral artery are recognized proximal sylvian and distal from the posterior superior aspect of the proximal segment arise the penetrating lenticulostriate arteries as the middle cerebral artery stem nears the sylvian fissure it gives an early anterior temporal branch and then bifurcates into a superior and inferior division the part of the middle cerebral artery before the bifurcation is called the m1 segment after bifurcation m2 m3 and m4 segments represents insular opercular and terminal cortical segments the anterior or superior division includes the orbitofrontal precentral central and anterior parietal arteries the posterior or inferior division comprises the posterior parietal posterior temporal and angular arteries clinical features of the middle cerebral artery disease branch occlusion lenticulostriate occlusion produces the classical lacunar syndromes a lacunar stroke is a minor stroke of less than 2 cm squared in size depending on the location they produce these clinical features hemiplegia with infarct in the posterior limb of the internal capsule hemianesthesia with lesion in the thalamus ataxic hemiparesis with lesion in the thalamocapsular region or the posterior limb of the internal capsule dysarthria clumsy hand syndrome can occur with the genu of internal capsule lesion superior division of the middle cerebral artery superior division of the middle cerebral artery occlusion produces hemiparesis with upper limb more involved hemisensory with sparing of the leg may be the gaze deviated to the side of the lesion due to the involvement of frontal gaze center broca's aphasia on the left side and neglect or anosognosy on the right side lesion inferior division of the middle cerebral artery the inferior division of middle cerebral artery occlusion produces hemianopia or superior quadrantopia of the opposite side there will be associated verniceous aphasia in the left hemisphere in fact and visuospatial difficulties and agitated delirium in the right hemisphere in fact the middle cerebral artery stem disease the proximal m1 occlusion is one of the most severe strokes with around 20 percentage mortality the glasgow coma scale is often poor if the entire middle cerebral artery territory is infarcted the clinical features include hemiplegia hemianesthesia hemianopia gaze preference to the side of the lesion global aphasia in left hemisphere lesions neglect or anosognosia in right hemispheric lesion the middle cerebral artery stem disease may lead to coma and herniation due to brain edema difference between the internal carotid artery and middle cerebral artery occlusion the clinical features of the middle cerebral artery stem and terminal internal carotid artery occlusion are the same if there is poor collateral blood flow The only reliable way to differentiate is if the ophthalmic artery is involved suggesting an internal carotid artery disease posterior cerebral artery the right and left posterior cerebral arteries are the terminal branches of the basilar artery supplies the occipital lobe and the inframedial temporal lobe 
the proximal posterior cerebral artery up to the posterior communicating artery is called the p1 segment the posterior cerebral artery from the posterior communicating artery to the posterior margin of the midbrain is called p2 p3 segment is from the posterior margin of the midbrain to the anterior edge of the calcarine fissure p4 is the terminal segment where the posterior cerebral artery end as calcarine and parieto occipital artery the posterior cerebral artery branches the penetrating branches to the brain stem thalamus or other deep structures including paramedian arteries pedangular perforating arteries thalamogenuclear arteries and artery of percheron the dorsal callosal artery supplies the splenium of the corpus callosum and anastomoses with the anterior cerebral artery the cortical branches including the anterior temporal posterior temporal parieto occipital and calcarine arteries the ventricular branches namely medial and lateral posterior choroidal arteries clinical features of the posterior cerebral artery infarct branch or perforator occlusion the occlusion of thalamic perforators produces hemianesthesia and memory loss the thalamogenuclear artery supplies the thalamus and lateral genuclear body and occlusion produces hemianesthesia with hemianopia of the opposite side the artery of percheron supplies bilateral paramedian thalamus and midbrain occlusion of which produces memory impairment excessive sleepness and vertical gaze palsy due to the midbrain vertical gaze center involvement The disease of midbrain perforators from prevent produces the classical Weber, Claude and Benedict syndrome which we will discuss in detail when we discuss the brainstem which is a separate session. The distal posterior cerebral artery occlusion. The distal posterior cerebral artery occlusion involving the calcarine artery produces opposite side macular sparing homonymous hemianopia. The macular area of the occipital cortex is supplied by a branch of the middle cerebral artery. The posterior cerebral artery stem occlusion. The proximal P1 occlusion produces a combination of hemianesthesia with hemianopia of the opposite side with or without other perforator syndromes. Bilateral posterior cerebral artery occlusion. Bilateral posterior cerebral artery disease usually occurs with a top of the basilar syndrome where a thrombosis occurs the distal basilar artery bifurcation. Bilateral posterior cerebral artery disease results in the classical Anton syndrome where the patient has cortical blindness but won't admit they are blind. the visual anosognosia where the patient is not aware of the visual deficit is because of the associated involvement of the visual association area in the parietal cortex patients often have decreased memory and agitated delirium other rare posterior cerebral artery syndromes left posterior cerebral artery alexia without agraphia which is difficulty to read without difficulty in writing occurs with the splenium of corpus callosum lesion Transcortical sensory aphasia is a sensory or wernicke-esque aphasia with intact repetition. Gerstmann syndrome is due to the undercutting of the angular gyrus. The middle cerebral artery tertiary infarct can also produce Gerstmann syndrome. Visual agnosia, color anomia and transient memory impairment are the other rare clinical features of a left posterior cerebral artery infarct. Right posterior cerebral artery infarct. Prosopagnosia, disorientation, dreams devoid of visual imagery and visual neglect. are rare features of right pca infarct that finishes this session the vertebro basilar circulation and clinical features will be discussed along with the discussion of the brain stem thanks for listening to clinical neurology podcast kindly subscribe and review if you found it useful You can follow Neurology Teaching Club Instagram account for exclusive figures of this podcast and visit our website neurologyteachingclub.com for more resources. The podcast and online content are meant for medical education only and should not be used to guide clinical decision making and treatment. 
You can find more of this podcast on Apple Podcast, Spotify, Google Podcast or wherever you get your ear candy. It's KD signing off and until we meet next time, spread knowledge.